Hello everyone, this is Bola. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance and welcome to the Clever Girl Snow podcast. So today's episode is a solo episode and I am recording this on December 30th, 2019. So just a couple days before the new year, before we step into 2020. And I wanted to do a little bit of a um, end of year check in and just basically talk about how 2019 has gone for myself and for Clever Girl Finance and talk about my plans for next year. But before I get into all of that, if you don't already follow us on Instagram, head on over and follow at Clever Girl Finance. We have a great time engaging on the Instagram page and also stop by our YouTube channel. So we're posting new videos on the channel every single week and I'm having a great time creating those videos and answering questions and getting to know the Clever All Finance community on YouTube. It is such a fun space. And if it's been a while since you stopped by our website, head on over. We are launching new articles every single week on a variety of different money and life topics. And of course, we have our courses on the website that also cover a variety of topics. And once you become a course member of Clever All Finance, you also have the option to schedule time with our amazing mentors who are there to guide, support, inspire, and motivate all of our members as they make progress towards their financial goals. And finally, if you don't already subscribe to this podcast, do it. <laughs> you can subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast and be sure to share it with your girlfriends. So let's get into this episode. So 2019 has been quite the year for me and for Clever Health Finance. And, you know, just thinking back on it, I went through a lot of challenges. I made a lot of mistakes this year, but I also had a lot of incredible successes. And I'm just really grateful to be in this position where I'm able to share this platform with all of you, where I'm able to introduce you to and also meet incredible women that I'm interviewing on the podcast and throughout the platform. And it has been such a privilege and an honor. And I just want to start out by saying thank you so much to you guys for listening, for supporting Clever Girl Finance, whether you are a course member, you're a subscriber on YouTube or to this podcast or you follow on Instagram. I am super, super grateful to have you as part of this community. It means so much. And just getting feedback from you guys on how you're doing with your finances, what you think about the content, how Clever Girl Finance has helped you has been so humbling and has just made me feel all kinds of emotional many times throughout the years, especially when people share their success stories with their finances because of an article or because of a post or because of a podcast episode. So that really means a lot. So thank you guys so much for being here. And I also want to say a big thank you to the amazing guests that we have had on this podcast. I have gotten so many emails and so many messages from you guys about how a guest story or a guest advice has really really, really resonated with you or has helped you make some major changes in your lives. And these women are just incredible. So I'm really grateful to every single guest who has been on the podcast. And speaking of this podcast, I started it at the end of December 2017. So it's about two years old now, right? Uh, a little over two years old, maybe two years old and a few days. And to be honest, when I started the podcast, I just started it. I didn't have any big expectations or any goals. I just wanted to create another outlet where I was able to share my thoughts on finance and business and life with you guys and have guests on 
even when I started, I didn't have any plans for guests because I didn't even know how to record an episode <laughs> with a guest, but I figured it out later. Um, the audio for this podcast was all over the place. I figured out how to, you know, get the right mic and all those kinds of things. This podcast has grown and continues to grow because there's still so much to learn about podcasting. But in the two years that the podcast has been around, we are now approaching 2 million uniques. And I cannot believe that. Um, the podcast has been featured in many publications now online and in print as to a podcast for women to listen to. And that just floors me. It completely humbles me because when I started, I think back to when I started the podcast, I didn't have any expectations. And so I, again, I am just really, really grateful to you guys for being here. So thank you so, so much. And I apologize for my voice right now. I think I'm getting a sore throat, which is terrible timing because today I have the Clever Girl Finance 2020 goal planning session, which I will put a link to the replay in the show notes if you don't listen to this episode before the session goes live. And um, I also put the link for you to register live in the show notes as well, because I'm going to post this this podcast episode as soon as I'm done recording it. And um, as I was saying, that 2020 goal planning session is in just a couple of hours. And I am really excited to do it because I haven't done a goal planning session in a while. Um, I usually do them once a year. Well, I've done two or three of them, but for some reason last year, I think I was unavailable during this time of year to do one. So I did not do one, but it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you're listening to this in the morning of December 30th, be sure to sign up to join us live. And if you are listening to this afterwards, no worries. I will put a link to the replay in the show notes. And basically what the session is, it's going to be a working session. And we're going to talk about goal setting and how to set your goals strategically as you work on achieving your financial goals for 2020 and the key things that you should be doing in order to make sure that those goals become a reality. So look for the look for the links to the replay or the actual live session in the show notes. Okay, so one of the things that I have been doing over the last two or three years, um, actually since 2017, is keeping a gratitude list. And it's basically a list of any of the opportunities and progress and successes that I've made with my life and with my business. And um, you may have heard me talk on this podcast, depending on how long you've been a listener, about keeping a gratitude journal. And I would basically write down every time something amazing happened in this journal. And what I found, however, with my gratitude journal was that I wasn't reviewing it as often as I needed to. And the reason why I say as I needed to is because I need to constantly review the good things that have, that have happened in my life and in my business as a way for me to keep my head in the game, as a way for me to stay motivated and stay inspired. Um, I thrive on review of what has gone well. That's just one thing that really helps me stay focused, especially when things get difficult. And so I found that with my gratitude journal, I was not reviewing it as much because it was just a lot to read because I had a lot to say, you know, <laughs> and I was writing a ton. And so in the last two years, one of the things that I started doing in addition to a gratitude journal was writing a list and I keep this list on my phone and it's just bullet points of things as they happen you know of the positive things that have happened in my life in my business that I'm just I want to remember and they really motivate me and they remind me when things are not going that great that listen things are actually happening for you Bola you know so for instance in 2019 my first book came out and it became a best-selling book which was 
incredible, which led to now me writing my second book and potentially a third book. Clever Old Finance was featured in Forbes twice, on CNBC, in Fast Company, just so many opportunities that Clever Old Finance had. Um, I have things that I wrote down as it relates to successes that my children achieved, that me and my husband achieved. And the reason why I share this list um why I share me having a list is because, like I said, this is a great way in which I help myself stay motivated and stay focused. And I highly encourage anyone who is in this space where they're trying to do something difficult, trying to accomplish something major to keep a gratitude journal and a gratitude list. Because when you are going through this process of that difficult thing or that, you know, big working towards that big accomplishment, the journey can be long. And the journey is never smooth. It's never just like you gliding la 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 down the street to success. There are going to be setbacks. There's going to be difficult days. There are going to be all kinds of things that may happen, even though we don't plan for these things to happen. And one way that you can encourage yourself, especially when nobody else is really going to care as much as you, one way you can encourage yourself is by looking back at the positives that have happened, that have led you to the place where you are now. Yes, you know, there are reasons why things don't go according to plan, but there's always a glimmer of something amazing that has happened, no matter how small it is, right, that you can look at that can kind of just give you some hope, give you some inspiration to just help you take that next step. And this is one of the reasons why every week on Clever Oil Finance, I make sure that we do a check-in and we celebrate financial wins, no matter how small they are, because there's just some magic in being able to see your small progress and being able to track your small progress. And as you look back on that progress build up, you will see that you are actually making a ton of progress collectively and that stuff builds up. So I keep the list on my phone and every year the list has gotten longer and longer. And as I was reviewing the list today in preparation for this podcast, I was like, wait a minute, there's so many things that you didn't even add. There are so many really, really big things that happened for me in my life that happened for Clever Girl Finance, like mind-blowing things. Um, And even really, really tiny, tiny things, but tiny things that I'm so proud of that makes this, you know, that just makes me step back and be like, wow, this has been an amazing year, despite the different things, despite the mistakes that I made, despite the things that didn't go well. So a gratitude journal slash a gratitude list. If you are not on this, ladies, start one. Even if you have nothing to put on it right now, I promise you positives will happen. And as you start to recognize those positives, even more positives will happen for you. Like being able to take an assessment of the good things that have happened for you also causes a mindset shift because you start to change the way you're thinking. You're not just thinking like a Debbie Downer and everything is woe is me. As you start to appreciate and recognize the good things that are happening, you change the way you think about the steps you need to take and the progress you need to make. And you know, even your perspective on how difficult something might be will change because now you're opening your mind and your heart up to be able to accept the positive changes that are going to happen in your life. So I've kind of harped on this a lot, but I highly recommend having a gratitude journal and a gratitude list to track your progress.
So I talk about mistakes that I made this year and I made so many different mistakes, to be honest. Like if I started to talk about them, that's a whole other podcast episode. (laughs) But the reason why I allude to my mistakes is because stepping into 2019, there was a lot that I didn't know. Um, I am a constant work in progress. I am constantly working on growth, you know, my personal development and more. And they're just mistakes that I made as a business owner, as a leader, as a mom, as a wife, that you know, once I made those mistakes, I was not really happy about them, but I took it upon myself to take the lessons from each mistake, no matter how difficult it was to reflect on them and just basically use that lesson, use that reflection to make sure that I didn't repeat those same mistakes and to make sure that I made myself, I put myself in a position where I could succeed and get past those mistakes. And so mistakes are something that are going to happen as we step into 2020, we're going to make even more mistakes. But the way I look at mistakes now is that they are opportunities for growth. They are opportunities to learn. They are opportunities to, you know, create the right foundation so that you can build that staircase to success. And so bring them on, bring on those mistakes, bring on those failures. I'm ready to take them on in the next year, but it's just something that I wanted to share with you guys. As you're reflecting on your 2019, don't judge yourself for mistakes that you have made because we have all made them, whether they're small or big or massive, right? Instead, look at those mistakes objectively as best as you can and say, okay, this mistake happened, this failure occurred. What can I learn? What can I take away from this situation? How can I prevent it from happening again? And so out of my mistakes, you know, some of the things that I learned were things like how to be a better communicator, how to be a better leader, how to be more objective when I'm making key decisions in my business and in my life, how to be more present as a mom when I'm hanging out with my kids, how to be more present as a wife when I'm hanging out with my husband. Because sometimes, you know, as a business owner, this can be all-consuming. And one of my challenges this year was to not allow it to be all-consuming. And obviously, it was not perfect every single time. There were times where, you know, I was spending time with my family, but I was working at the same time or getting distracted by work or letting things that did not matter affect the quality of the experiences I was having I was having with my family. So things like that. So again, right, it's not about judging yourself or what you didn't do right, because we're, there are a lot of things that we're not do right. Let's just accept that. (laughs) Instead, it's about taking the lessons and reflecting on how you can do things better. And that's been my focus. And that's going to continue to be my focus as I step into 2020. And so in 2020, some of my goals revolve around, number one, prioritizing myself, my self-care, my mental health, because I'm just going to be honest, I'm not going to let anything drive me crazy or make me lose my mind, because if there is no me, there is no nothing, (laughs) right? Um, I need to be present for my family. I need to be mentally stable to build my business. And so I'm just prioritizing myself, you know, to be that better CEO, that better boss, that better mom, that better wife, that better friend to the best of my ability. Um, And so that's one of my big goals. I also want to work on my personal development. There's a lot of things that I want to learn. Um, There's a lot of hobbies that I didn't really pursue as much as I wanted to that I want to bring back into my life. I want to improve my language skills. So a fun fact about me, I speak German. I was born in a German-speaking country. I used to be super fluent as a child, but moving, you know, between countries, I kind of lost some of that. And while I do speak enough German to get myself 
you know, around to be functioning, I definitely want to improve that language skill and continue to maintain it so I don't lose it, especially since I now live here. Um, I also want to learn another language like Spanish because my kids are learning Spanish. And I think that's just a great, you know, language is a great skill to have. And so that's just a personal thing that I want to do. Um, from a financial perspective, um, my husband and I have goals to invest a lot more in the stock market and in business and in real estate. So we've been talking about that and I'm actually really excited to you know be working on these goals alongside my husband and yeah you know I want to be able to grow Clever Girl Finance and expand our audience and expand our content and create a platform that just inspires and motivates women to be their best selves to improve their finances and to live life on their own terms so 2019 was great. I feel like I did a lot of restructuring, a lot of digging up holes in my foundation to replace foundations and, you know, set things up differently based on what I'd learned and based on how I want to grow in my personal life, in my business, with my relationships, etc. And so now that I have reestablished new foundations in all these different aspects of my life, 2020 is time to start building. And so whatever your 2020 goals are, I wish you a ton of success. And I just want to motivate you to stay focused, find that accountability partner, find ways to immerse yourself in what you want to accomplish, be it books, podcasts, videos, set reminders on your phone to check in on your goals as often as you can, once a week, once a month, create a plan of action steps that you're going to take to help you achieve those goals. And don't allow yourself to stay down when you fall down, you know, find ways to stay inspired. For instance, like I mentioned, having a gratitude list, find things that you can look at that you can lean on during those difficult times that will help you pick yourself back up and not just things like-minded people, right? You need to have the right people on your side. And so there is a podcast episode I did a few weeks ago with a lady called Barbara Littles, amazing friend of mine, and it was called Who's on Your Bus? And I highly recommend that if you have not listened to that podcast, it's like two episodes behind this one or three episodes behind this one, go listen to it, especially as you think about having the right people on your side. Because as you work on accomplishing those big goals, as you get started on that difficult journey, you're going to need a support system and you want to make sure that you have the right right people and the right things in your life. So definitely check out that episode. So thank you guys so, so much for listening. And before I conclude this episode, I have to say a huge, massive thank you to Team CGF. So to everyone who has supported the growth of Clever World Finance, to everyone I work on a daily basis with, Esther, Yasmer, Stacy, Anita, to everyone of our designers and our content creators, thank you so much for being a part of Clever World Finance and helping to build this company. I think sometimes um, people who look at us from the outside in see me as the face of this business and they're like, wow, you know, look at Bola doing all those things by herself. She is superwoman. And that couldn't be further from the truth. The only reason that I can be perceived as superwoman is because we have an incredible 
team supporting Clevero Finance because there are a group of incredible people working behind the scenes that allow me to be in this position where I can be the face of the business and look like Superwoman, which is all lies. <laughs> so um, yeah, thank you so, so much to Team CGF. You guys mean so much to me and I'm super grateful to have all of you um, as part of this journey. So I wish everyone a happy, happy new year, a prosperous new year in advance. Thank you so much for being here and for supporting Clever Finance. And I will talk to you guys in 2020. Happy new year.